Welcome to the Woman of Wellness podcast, a show for the woman who wants to make peace with food, love her body, and find joy in exercise and movement. I'm Elizabeth, exercise physiologist and women's nutrition and wellness coach here to spread the message that it is absolutely possible for you to enjoy food, exercise, and your body without guilt, shame, or regret. To the woman who is fed up with dieting, feels trapped in a body she wishes she could love, or who lets food and fitness rules overtake her life, it's time to put a hard stop on diet culture and discover wellness within. My friend, you are already a woman of wellness. Your worth is more than a number on the scale. You are worthy of showing up in love for your body today and every day. On this podcast, I want you to show up as yourself, beautifully imperfect and gain confidence to accomplish anything you set your mind to. I believe that every woman has the gift of knowing what her body truly wants and needs within herself and I'm here to help you discover it. Join me each week for conversations about food, fitness, weight loss, and wellness to help you achieve your goals and love taking care of your unique body. It's a lie that wellness has to be hard, painful, and downright miserable, and I'm ready to link arms with you and experience the joy of wellness together. Hello, hello. This episode is going to be a good one because I am giving you basically a download of practical tips to help you prepare for that holiday abundance. I asked you guys a while ago if this was something that you wanted me to share more about and you most of you said absolutely. You struggled during the holidays with the abundance of food and just kind of like it just changes daily life. It changes our schedules and I'm not exactly sure why, but it does. And we all kind of slow down, but speed up at the same time. Like we slow down in certain areas, but then sometimes it's like a rush to get Christmas situated. And anyway, so if you struggled during those last couple of months of the year, um, preparing for January and just feeling like everything goes out the window or um, any of that, I want this episode to be for you and I want it to be filled with a lot of practical tips that you can take away. So my goal is that maybe some of the tips don't relate to you and others do. And so you just pull what you need from this episode to help you um, navigate the holidays and navigate the end of the year with confidence and knowing that you don't have to start over again in January or feel defeated on January 1st or anything like that. I really don't want you to feel that. I want you to feel like you just, it was kind of, I don't know, smooth sailing through those last couple of months of the year and that you are confident in your ability to keep showing up even during times of what we might call different than our normal routines and all of that. So we will jump into that episode in a minute. I don't really have any announcements today except that next week is the one year anniversary of the podcast. I cannot believe it's been a full year since doing episodes and I have released an episode every single week plus several bonus episodes throughout this year. So I just wanted to jump on and say thank Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm sure I'll share more about this next week during um, the episode, but thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this message with the women in your life that you need it. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me. It means so much to me when you share episodes that 
you resonated with or something that you learned. And so I love hearing those. You never bother me. Please send me messages. And anyway, that is all. Just stay tuned for next week. We're going to be doing some fun things to celebrate the year of the podcast. And I think you'll really like it. So let's jump into the episode. Okay, today we are talking about preparing for the holiday abundance, okay? What do we what do I mean by abundance? Typically food abundance, right? Where there's so much food around and I don't know exactly why we do it, but for some reason there's like a maybe it's cultural, maybe it's just um kind of how we are or whatever, but there's just this um mental shift that goes away from health and wellness and almost feels like this I've got to get it all in mindset before January comes like I don't know I don't know the psychology behind it but it it, I think it's sort of a like we want it to be a relaxing time and so we bring that into our wellness and make it seem quote, relaxed or like unmonitored. I don't know if that's the right word, but basically it's kind of, we start to, um, we start to kind of forget or maybe just give up on our goals or what we're working on and know that there will be January 1st. I think it's probably a cultural thing. I don't know what it's like in other countries, but, um, in, in America, I, th- I think it's very um, common for a lot of people to feel that way. And also just recognizing it's a time of giving and a time of receiving. And so there's a lot of food exchange that goes on. There's a lot of gatherings and with gatherings usually comes food. So I really want to help you navigate this abundance. And more than anything, I just want this episode to be super practical for you so that you can take away whatever tips like speak to you and implement them into your upcoming couple months and the holidays or or whatever you celebrate, um, kind of incorporate this into your life for the next couple of months. If you feel like you struggle with any of this, staying consistent with your goals, continuing to show up, feeling like the abundance of food makes you feel like you overeat the treats, all of that. This is what we're going to be talking about today. So I'm just going to go step by step to tell you all my tips. And I hope that a lot of them will resonate with you. Number one, we have to switch from scarcity mode to abundance mode. And this seems opposite because I just said there's the holiday abundance, right? So you're like, what do you mean? And it's abundance mode. The reality is, is that when we enter abundance mode with food, when it starts to become all available, especially if we're in a dieting mindset, our brain's go the opposite direction. They switch to scarcity. So when food becomes all of the sudden abundant, it's kind of like, wait a minute, these foods were not abundant in my life before this. So I have to eat it all because they're going to go back to not being abundant in January. Does that make sense? So what we actually do when the holiday abundance comes in when it as it relates to food is we kind of start to switch to scarcity. Oh, well, I'm not going to get that food. You know, that food's only available during the holidays, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, that food, you know, I can only eat it during this time because on January 1st, I have to be 
perfect. Um, that food doesn't fit into any diet. Um, you know, it's all over the place. I, you know, it's available all the time. And so our brains just automatically kind of panic when we're in diet mode of like, Oh, okay. Well, all this stuff is not going to be available to me pretty soon when I'm going back to my diet or back to my weight loss mode or whatever. So I've got to eat it all. And we get into this scarcity mindset. So I want you to think about what would it look like for you to switch when you start to notice that food becomes abundant, more abundant in your life, especially during the holidays, sweet treats and all those things, certain dishes that you only eat during the holidays traditionally. I want you to pay attention to what your brain does. How does your brain start to prepare for it and how does your brain react to it? And then I want you to remind yourself this one thing. And if you've been around here for a while, I've probably shared this multiple times. Just a quick, simple sentence to remind you. This food is always available to me. If you want a pumpkin pie in July, you can have one. If you want a certain soup in January that is normally like a Christmas thing or a holiday thing, you can have it. You can make those cookies. You can have the treats. There is, I'm guessing 98% of the foods that are more abundant during the holidays are something that you can make throughout the year if you want them. It's okay if that it's not as much of a draw to have them throughout the year, but we have to recognize that when we start to realize this food is available and it's not scarce and it's not going to go away, it makes it a little bit less appealing. It makes it feel like we don't have to soak it in all the time. And I want to give you an analogy because that's what I love to do of something that I kind of struggle with in a different area. I love summer. I love summer. I love the sunshine. I love the longer days. I love warm. I do not like being cold. I do not like dark. <laughs> I love the sunshine and the warm. And something that happens to me every fall, <laughs> I really struggle to enjoy fall, even though I'm trying and I'm getting better. I really struggle to enjoy fall because I know what's coming. And especially with little kids, I don't know, I didn't ever, I was never too worried about winter without kids, but I have kids that like don't really want to slow down. They still want to play and keeping them entertained inside four walls is always a little bit tricky during the winter. And so I always start to kind of like panic in the fall. And usually that my summer, I have to work through this because I get in this mindset of summer that I have to do all the things. I have to get it all in. I have to enjoy every single ounce of sunshine. I have to wake up early. I have to stay up late. I mean, I know that this sounds kind of ridiculous saying out loud, but do you feel this way with food during the holidays where you like, you have to get it all in because it's going away soon. But then what I realize, and I'm working through this still, is that I can always enjoy the season that I'm in. So summer has particular opportunities and gifts and great things of it. There's also great things in fall and winter and spring. And also at any given point, typically I can hop on an airplane and go somewhere warm if I really needed it. Like it's available to me. 
And so it helps me release some stress and calm down knowing that there's beauty in all seasons and I can access warmth and sun pretty much anytime I need to if I really if I really wanted it. So bringing this back to food, how do you how do you approach food in that way? Do you do something like that where you it's it feels like this um, anxiety of, well, I'll, I won't be eating this in January because my diet's going to start. And so you feel like you have to enjoy every second of every food of every morsel of food in during the holidays. And it feels like we can't enjoy it. So if you can remind yourself food, this food is always available to me. How would that change your approach? How can you begin to identify your scarcity mindset when it comes to food and switch it to abundance in knowing that this is always available to me and what, what could that change? So I just want you to like, this is your opportunity to really think like, what could it change if I knew that I could still have that food and reach my goals and be a woman of wellness on February 12th, Okay. Number two, eliminate unrealistic expectations. I used to work at a corporate job and we did something called Project Zero every year where we would, if you could gain, essentially gain zero pounds during the holidays, you'd be like entered in for a price. I see the issue with this now. I see lots of things I've learned and I'm growing from them. But I really want you to think about it doesn't matter whether or not you're striving to not gain any weight or anything like that. That's not really the issue. But what expectations do you have of yourself during the holidays? Are you expecting yourself to not indulge in some indulgent foods? Is that realistic for you? Is it realistic for you to stay home from a party because you're too nervous about what you're going to eat there? Or are you expecting yourself to lose weight during the holidays or something? So I really want you to think, how can you, how can you make that time realistic and make sure that those expectations are realistic? And can I suggest that, do we need the scale? What information is the scale going to give you that will support you in any way? Because if we have expectations of losing weight during a time of abundance, what kind of reality do you think that's going to set us up for? That doesn't mean that you're expected to gain weight. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything like that. But we have, to, we have to realize that it's okay for expectations to shift a little bit. It's okay that we might change our habits a little bit. And know that whatever decision we make, we have to be okay with that. Okay, so recognizing that you get to choose what those expectations are, but remind yourself that they need to be realistic for you. And what if you got rid of those parameters, I guess? I don't know if that's a, maybe rules, I would say. What if you got rid of the rules that you've been following and you just allowed yourself to have an expectation of, you know, being mindful and listening to your body or, or whatever, like just, just really asking yourself, am I setting myself up for an unrealistic outcome? 
How can I set my own expectations? Everyone's going to be different. How can I set my own expectations that help me feel successful during the holidays? Your answer is the right answer. So I won't sit here and spout off that, you know, we're doing project zero and don't gain any weight, but recognizing that your answer is the right answer for you and set those expectations to be realistic for you. To go off sugar for 30 days during uh, December, is that realistic for you or not? Again, there's no right or wrong answer, but I think sometimes there's like a lot of influence outside of us that, you know, suggests, hey, let's try to be really healthy during the holidays or let's try to, you know, cut this out or let, you know, like something like that. And I really want you to think about what is the expectation that I have of myself and what do I want to work on? Okay. Number three is to change your approach to slowing down. It's ironic because we usually like to look at the holidays as an opportunity to slow down, but for some reason it ends up speeding other things up in our lives, right? It ends up feeling like we're more stressed, trying to get things figured out, trying to get everything perfect and and all of that. And we're more stressed often during the holidays. And I really want you to think about, well, what do you mean by slowing down? How can we change our approach? Are we slowing down habits that keep us consistent and keep us healthy and keep us showing up? Those things shouldn't slow down. But how often do those things slow down? And we turn our minds to, oh, I'll ramp it up in January. So how can you change that approach to slowing down? What other areas could slowing down benefit you, but also recognize that slowing down in certain areas could be a negative thing for you? Oh, I'll pick up, I'll do exercise in January. What would it look like if you instead managed your stress and worked on slowing down and maybe slowing down some of your unrealistic expectations for the holidays? but reminded yourself that you don't want to slow down on your wellness. What would that look like? What does that mean for you? Number four is to meet your needs first. This is something we're horrible at as women and mothers, and I know this, but you really have to think about meeting your needs first. What needs need to be met at the beginning of the day so that you can show up as the woman and the mother and the wife and the worker or whatever it is that you are. Meet your needs first. When your needs are met, everyone else needs, everyone else's needs will then be met. So really ask yourself that question. How can I meet my needs first? And the rest of these kind of go along with that statement, with that tip. Number five is to honor your hunger and fullness. If I could shout this from the rooftops, (laughs) if I could shout this from the rooftops, I would say you, if you can honor your hunger and fullness, keep your body well fed, you will be significantly less likely to overindulge. Because what happens for some reason, and I know I'm guilty of this too, like it's a natural tendency and we really need to pay attention to it. 
But for some reason, we know that we're going to have like a bigger dinner or more treats. And so we tend to eat less of our regular foods. We skip more meals. We say, oh, well, I'm going to have a bigger dinner, so I'm just going to not eat lunch. This sets us up for absolute disaster, okay? If you know you have a big meal coming, or if you know you have an event, or you know it's going to be the holidays and there's more food, do not eat less food. Eat real foods. Fuel your body. Because as soon as you get yourself into too, I guess, extreme hunger. I don't know if extreme is the right word, but if you are too hungry, 99% of the time on that pendulum, you will swing all the way to over full because we are not listening to our bodies and we swing back and forth. We go from starving hunger to over full. What would it look like if you could keep yourself in a satisfied and content place with your hunger and fullness each day. I want you to try it. And I want you to tell me if you find that you're not as interested in eating all the things because your body has been satisfied. You've got to make sure that those foods are satisfying. Okay. Number six, tip number six is to move your body. This is huge. And this goes back to setting unrealistic expectations. There are no expectations here. But the most important thing we can do to for mental health, physical health, all of the things is to move our bodies. 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 20 minutes. It does not matter. Move your body. You will feel so much better. And this comes with meeting your needs first. If you want, if you want exercises, 10 minute exercises that you can do in your work clothes, if you want, we have them inside the women's wellness hub. I lead you through 10 minute of 10 minute exercises that you can mix and match. You can put them together if you want 20 minutes, but a minimum of 10 minutes every single day is going to help you show up in a way that you probably wouldn't have. It's going to help you feel better. It's going to help your body crave the things that it needs. Do not let this slide. This is one of the biggest things that slides during the holidays is, you know, we start to want to relax more. It doesn't matter how you move your body, but move your body. So I want you to spend a little time thinking today, what would it look like for me to have a body movement plan, an exercise plan. And I've got one for you inside the hub. So if you want to do that and stay strong, join us in the hub, awomanofwellness.com forward slash WWH, or I'll put it in the show notes. Move that body. Come up with a plan to stay consistent with movement. Okay, step number seven is to practice mindful eating. When we get into the mindset of you know, like, oh, I'm just going to wait until January. We tend to eat things that we don't even have that much interest in either, right? So like we just kind of eat because it's there. Oh yeah, that's my grandma's this or, oh yeah, I was given this, so I better eat it. Um, And this is not a discussion about throwing away food or anything like that. But I want you to think about what would it look like if you mindfully ate the foods that came to you? 
that you had. Instead of just grabbing the, the treat on the snack or on the um, counter because you're, you haven't eaten, right? I mean, when you haven't eaten, you're grabbing the stuff on the counter and it's probably the sweets. Anytime you do that, I want you to remind yourself that you need to pay attention and be mindful about it. What would it look like for you to be mindful every time you put something in your mouth? That doesn't mean you have to be in your own room and quiet and have 20 minutes to eat. But just asking yourself, how do I want this to feel? How can I pay attention to this food instead of mindlessly eat it? And if you want help with this, I have um, my Mindful Bites meditation. So I have four different meditations to help you in um with mindful eating to help you basically create a better relationship with food as it relates to mindful eating so there's four different ones in it i think it's nine dollars right now so it's like really nothing but um i talk about mindful eating with a forbidden food so if you have any particular foods that are off limits and you want to know what to do with that i talk about i have a meditation i don't know if it's a meditation but like a, a a guide an audio recording that guides you through how to have a good relationship with food. Um, I talk about creating a happy experience with food anywhere. So this is a really good one to visualize how to, um, like if you're going to a party, how do you visualize creating that happy experience? Um, we talk about cravings and emotional eating as well as how to prevent overeating and binging. So if you want that, those the link will be in the show notes as well. Um, but just recognize that do not pick something up unless you're willing to be mindful with it and you'd be surprised at the difference that you see in what you consume okay number eight visualize your desired outcome what do you want remember there's no right or wrong answers the right answer is your answer what do you want what do you want your outcome to be what do you want to be able to say on january 1st that you don't feel like you have to start over, that you're just going to keep doing what you're doing because you're doing awesome, that you were that you um, were confident in, in during the holidays and, and you did what you said you were going to do. So take a minute to sit down and visualize what is this outcome? Maybe you do want to go off sugar for 30 days. I don't know. If that's a realistic expectation for you, I actually did it one year and I, I was in college, I think. I don't even know why I did it. I, I just remember doing it and I was fine. I don't, it was very weird. And I was like, why did I do that again? It doesn't sound that fun to me right now. So like, it just wouldn't be part of my, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to do that this year. But um, recognizing that you can set a desired outcome. And then my tip number nine is to daily align and realign. So check in with yourself, set that desired outcome for the day, the week, the months, the holiday season, and then daily align yourself with that desired outcome. What do you want that day to look like? What is important? What is vital for you to accomplish that day? Do you need to get exercises in? Ex movement, moving your body. Do you need to make sure you have a really good breakfast? You need to prepare that. And then each day, check in with yourself. How did I do? How do I need to realign with this desired outcome? It is not you eat the fifth cookie and then you're done for the rest of the holidays. No, you can get right back to it and you can say, what, what went wrong? 
What did I learn from this? I love we're either winning or we're learning, okay? Did I win at this or did I learn something for, from this for next time? Ask yourself what it looks like if I'm winning or I'm learning. I learned that, yeah, I didn't eat a sufficient breakfast that day and I kind of ate a bunch of snacks during lunch and so I overate in the evening. What did I not do? I didn't really honor my hunger and fullness. I didn't even move my body this morning. Okay, tomorrow morning I'm going to move my body and I'm going to have oatmeal for breakfast. Simple, 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 right? Just realign, realign, realign. You're never a lost cause. You're never too far gone. If you need that reminder, put it on a post-it note on your fridge. I am never too far gone. I don't know if that's the right phrase, but... Or I am either winning or learning. I can always get back. I am capable of creating change. Put something so you can see it every single day to remind you to check in. To check in and see how am I aligning with my vision of a woman of wellness even during a time that is traditionally different for me. Okay? Okay, those are my tips. I think it's funny I have nine. I should have had ten. Just to round it out. 10, enjoy, enjoy. Allow yourself to appreciate the season, whatever it is for you. And I know the seasons sometimes bring up a lot of emotions and I understand that. And so maybe I just want to input my 10th tip. Maybe we'll just say, how can you bring in some self-love, some self-compassion, some stress relief, some breathing, some just how can you take care of you during this time? I want you to think about that. Take care of you. And when you're taking care of you, your capability of taking care of others will expand. And that's good. So I hope you feel prepared. I hope you have some takeaways that have given you confidence in knowing that you don't have to start over on January 1st and it doesn't have to feel overwhelming as we enter the holidays. I want it to be relaxing, peaceful, and help you stay aligned with your woman of wellness vision. Okay, my friend, if you love the Woman of Wellness podcast, did you know that one of the biggest ways you can say thank you is by hitting that subscribe button and leaving a review? This helps the women that need this message have more of a chance of seeing it. And if these messages speak to you, why not share the love? I genuinely care what you think of this podcast. If this particular episode resonated with you, just copy the link and send it to a friend or share it on social media. Make sure to tag me at a woman of wellness and I will be sure to send my love right back. And while you're at it, just come hang out with me on Instagram. I share lots more support over there as well. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for being here. I absolutely mean it.